I'm believing with you today and this week that this is your time for healing. I feel that from the Lord for you, that this is healing time. And I'll be ministering today on divine healing. And I want you to believe the Lord to heal you and keep you healthy. Not just to heal you, but to keep you healthy. And if you're not in need of a healing, that God will bring health to your life and keep you healthy for the rest of your life. God's word has the secret to health. And that's what I want to talk to you about. I'm calling this divine healing for today. Divine healing for now, for today in your life. Thank you for joining me. Make sure to share this with your friends because how we need today to hear the word of healing. What God has to say about health and healing. Wonderful Father, we come in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray that this word will be life to your people. I pray you'll speak clearly to your people. Bless them, Lord, with your health and your healing power. In Jesus' wonderful name. And God's people said, Amen and Amen. And again, thank you for being my partner. And now I want to ask the question. Do you want to know what God is like? Because, you know, you cannot really receive healing from the Lord and health and stay healthy till you know what is God like. Because that has a lot to do with healing. Question number two. Do you want to see God at work in your life? Because when we see that, health will come. And number three, do you want to know the will of God for your life? So three questions before we even begin. Number one, do you want to know what God is like? Do you want to see what God is like at work? Do you want to know his work in your life? And do you want to know his will? Well, here's the answer. Beautiful answer, simple answer. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Because he is God Almighty. He does the work of God in our life. And he is the will of God in action. So if you want to know what God is like, we look at Jesus. If we want to see God at work in our life, we look at Jesus. If we want to know his will, we look at Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is God. Jesus is God at work in your life. And he is the will of God in action. He's the will of God in action in your life, in your heart. So, the scripture tells us very clearly in Colossians 2 verse 9 that the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily in the Lord. The fullness of the Godhead. So, everything God the Father is, 
everything God the Son is, and all that God the Holy Spirit is, is in Jesus, revealed in Jesus, and He's the fullness of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in one body. So when you read the Gospels and you see the Lord at work, you're seeing the Father at work. You're seeing the Son at work and the Holy Spirit at work. So Colossians chapter 2, you see, this is very important to understand before we can receive health and healing because health and healing comes only through Jesus, the Son of God. For in Him, Colossians 2.9, for in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead, of the Godhead bodily. That is, to me, amazing. So, look at Jesus. And when we look at Jesus, the first thing we see is in Acts. Let's look at the book of Acts, chapter 10, because this is a very uh, main question in people's minds that I have to answer. Because if, if this is not cleared, then people cannot receive health and healing. So in Acts 10.38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Now watch these words. Who went about doing good. Who went about doing good. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. So we have to understand one thing about the Lord. Everything he does is good. Nothing evil comes from the Lord. Only good things come from the Lord. So Psalm 25, Psalm 25 and verse 8, it says this, Good and upright is the Lord. Good and upright. So the Lord we serve is a good Lord. He's a good Lord. Everything he does is good for us. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore will he teach sinners in the way. He will show sinners his goodness. His goodness. It says that the goodness of the Lord leads people to repentance, you know. He's always showing them his good heart and his good nature. Even to the worst sinner. God is always showing his goodness even to that sinner. If you have a son, a daughter, someone in your family who is living in deep sin, trust the Lord to show them his goodness, his goodness. And he'll bring them through his goodness. Oh, Jesus is so good, so wonderful and so good. So in Psalm 34 verse 8, there's many scriptures about this in the Bible. And I'm giving you just a few of them just to establish this truth about the goodness of the Lord. O taste and see, Psalm 34 verse 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. So, it's difficult for people to understand that much of what happens uh, on earth happens because of the fall of Adam, the fall of man. So sickness and trouble and sorrow and heartache and pain and all the rest.
is the result of the fall of man. The result of the fall of man. Earthquakes, storms, floods, hurricanes, tornadoes, wars is the result of the fall of man. These are not acts of God because I just showed you the Lord is good. Everything he does is good. I love this. Isn't that precious? Um, you know, when you read, when you read Psalm 34 verse 8, one more time, O taste and see that the Lord is good. So it cannot be that earthquakes come from the Lord. Hurricanes. No. Tornadoes. No. Bad weather. No. Nothing that we see on earth today is from the Lord. The heavens is the, is the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. They rule the system. The globe belongs to the Lord. But the, the system of the world today is under the satanic rule. So these acts, they call the acts of God, are not acts of God at all. Because God, the Bible tells us very clearly what happened. God gave Adam authority over all the earth. If you remember in Genesis 1, 26 through 28, he said, I give them authority over all the earth. So when Satan came to the Lord in the temptation and said, this all is mine, the earth is mine, the Lord Jesus didn't argue with him about that. Now, we have to understand the difference between the, the system and the actual earth itself. In, in, in Psalm 89, we do know, the Bible tells us something very important. We have to, to, to see the difference, okay? So Psalm 89, 11, it says, The heavens are thine, the earth also is thine. As for the world and the fullness thereof, thou hast founded them. So the earth, the actual globe, is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof. But there is a system that runs the world. So, but let me just finish this, because it's important. So God gave Adam the authority, and he gave him dominion. He said, let them have dominion. Let them have dominion. So Adam received that dominion over the earth, over the system of the earth. And then he gave it to Satan. Adam gave it to the devil. And that's why the devil said to the Lord, he said, it's all mine. And the Lord didn't argue with him. And in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4, Paul explains what that means. He said, in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, in whom the God of this world, the God of this world, have blinded the minds of them which believe not. So here, he calls the devil the God of this world. The devil doesn't own the planet, but he's the God of the system that runs the world. And in Ephesians 2, verse 2, in Ephesians 2, verse 2, because we have to see that so we don't, you know, start believing that everything that happens is God's fault. No, it's not so at all. 
It says, wherein in time past, Ephesians 2, 2, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. The devil is called the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So we have to understand that. And the Lord Jesus himself called Satan in John chapter 12. Let's look at it. And verse 31. This is highly important we understand that. So he says, now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world, so he called him the prince of this world, be cast out. And it's repeated throughout the word of God that Satan has that authority. One day it'll be taken away from him when the Lord returns. So when the Lord returns, all power will be given to the Lord. And he will then rule the system and will be given to the kingdom or the kingdom will be given to the church. So we have to understand that Satan, the evil one, is behind all the evil happenings on earth today. So we we need to get these things straight because today people in the church are confused. People have all kinds of unscriptural ideas, unbiblical ideas. Because they say that all the tragedies and all the wars and all the problems are acts of God. That God is behind the pain and the poverty, the earthquakes and the sickness. I want to repeat, no, these are not the acts of God because God is a good God. Remember in Job chapter 1 how the enemy came and he caused the tornado that destroyed Job's home. Killed his children. Even sent far from heaven and brought destruction. It's all the devil. So, back to the book of Acts one more time. Chapter 10. That has got to get into your system, into your heart, before you can really receive health and healing. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So what was this good he was doing? Healing. So healing is God's will. Because here we see Jesus, who is God's will in action, healing the sick. So it's good, healing is good, and it's God's will for us. So God Almighty is in the healing business. He's not in the sickness business. So the Lord does not cause disease. He does not cause storms. No, he came to calm the storms. And it says he healed all. He healed all who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. So I want to lift your faith. I want to lift your faith to believe what the Bible says, and then you will see health come your way and healing come your way. So sickness is is an oppression of the devil. It says so. He came to heal all who were oppressed of the devil. So sickness is an oppression of the enemy. Now, that does not mean, let let me make, make this clear, that does not mean that an evil spirit or a demon is present in the body. 
when there is sickness. But he's behind the sickness. Because all disease came from the fall of Adam. From the fall of man. Everything goes back to the fall of man. Everything. All the troubles on earth. All the wars. Everything goes back to the fall of Adam. So, if God, if God was behind sickness or had anything to do with sickness, why did he heal all who came to him? I just told you, Jesus is the will of God in in action. It says in Acts 10.38, he came to heal all that were oppressed of the devil. So if sickness is from God, why did he heal all? Then he would be fighting himself, right? No. The Bible makes it very, very, very clear that healing is from the Lord. And he gave the church, he gave you and I the authority to lay hands on the sick and see him healed. And he said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Mark sixteen fifteen. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved and he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Shall they cast out devils? They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And the Bible is very, very clear that the church has been given the authority, the authority to pray for healing and see healing become as normal as forgiveness. As normal as forgiveness. It's as easy as forgiveness. But nobody's preaching today. That's the problem. Because faith comes by hearing. And if we don't hear it, how will people receive it? That's why I've decided this week to teach on healing. So, in James 5, verse 14, in James 5, verse 14, it begins, I know you know that, but it's so good to hear it again. Is any sick among you? Now, he didn't say, are many sick? He said, is any? Not many, but any. Because in the early church, there weren't many who were sick. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Watch now. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven. It should be as normal as forgiveness. Healing should be as normal and as easy to receive as forgiveness. So it's it's time you start believing. It's just as easy to be healed. As it is to be forgiven. So he said, is there any sick among you? Among whom? The church. So, here we see it's God's will to heal all his people. All his people. Because it says, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. The problem The reason many are not healed is is because churches today don't even talk about it. They don't even bring it up. Nobody prays for the sick on Sunday morning. Hardly. That's why people don't believe it's for today. But it is for today. The Bible says it's for today. Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. He doesn't change. No, there's no such thing as the day of miracles. There is a God of miracles, and he never changes. 
People say, well, the day of miracles is over. No, there is no such thing as a day of miracles. There was never such a thing as a day of miracles. There, there will never be a day of miracles. There is a God of miracles. And he never changes. Never changes. So we see, it's God's will to heal all his people. It's not his will for any of us to be sick. Otherwise, it doesn't say, is any sick among you? This is an open door, an open invitation for the sick to be healed. Let them call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over them. So I'll be praying for the sick every day this week with you. I'm going to be taking a few minutes at the end of today and tomorrow and so on. I'm going to pray for you to be healed. Because I'm teaching you the word. Now some people say, well sickness, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm suffering for the Lord. No, who told you it's suffering for the Lord? Sickness has nothing to do with suffering for the Lord. Good, well-meaning people have said, well, you know, I'm just suffering for the Lord. No, it, suffering has to do with persecution, not disease. In Second Timothy 2.12, it's as if we suffer, we shall reign with him. But what is this suffering? It's persecution. All godly people will suffer persecution. Galatians 5.11 talks about persecution. So whenever you see people suffering in the Bible, it's about persecution. In, in Galatians 5.11, And I, brethren, if, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the cross ceased. It's all about persecution. It's not about anything else. So yeah, we will suffer persecution. But the Bible never talks about suffering with disease. God doesn't send disease. How can he? It's his will to heal. I just showed you, Jesus is the will of God in action. And he came to heal. So it says in Philippians 1.29, For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. But suffering what? Persecution. In Second Timothy, let's look at it real, real quick. This is very important that we get this. So people don't think, oh, I'm just suffering for the Lord, you know. That's why I'm sick. No, no, no. You have to change that mentality, sweet people. That has nothing to do with persecution. So let's go to 2 Timothy. And we'll look at chapter 3. And we'll look at verse 12. And the Bible says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. So there are, there are some people who, who actually teach that God will chasten you because he loves you. It's the chastening of the Lord and he... No, that word chasten means to train, to educate. Let me ask you something. You love your children, right? Will you ever break your child's leg to teach him a lesson? If you won't do it, why would God do it? That's not the way we discipline our children. We don't discipline our children by causing them pain in their body. But our Heavenly Father... What a loving Heavenly Father He is. He, 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 he will not cause pain. Never. Never in a, in all eternity, never. Healing is God's provision for you. It's God's promise to you. 
in Exodus 15, 26. And then I'm going to pray for you. So get ready now. If thou will diligently, Exodus 15, 26, hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have put upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. That is his promise. That is his word. And now it's time. I want you to lift your hands and trust him. He is our God. He's our healer. He's our great physician. He never promised disease. That pain in your body right now. That problem in your body right now. Who only God knows what you're going through. Only God knows what you're going through. He's touched the feelings of your infirmities. And he wants to heal you. Let's believe. Come on. I just gave you the word. He's a good Lord. He's a good Lord. He feels your pain. Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Your word declares you the same. Yesterday, today and forever, you're the same. You said, I'm the Lord, I change not. And now I come in faith. And I believe with that person, your child, who's watching me and listening. Right now, Lord, let your healing virtue let your healing virtue flow through in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let your healing flow. I feel then only here. Let healing flow. Let healing flow. Reach out. Take the master's, master's hand, take his hand, reach out, take your master's hand. I rebuke this sickness, I rebuke this disease. I command this disease to go now in Jesus' name. You said if two will agree on earth, touching anything, agreeing upon anything, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Let the mighty power flow. Remove every disease, Lord. Remove every pain and every sickness in Jesus' name. Heal your people. Heal your people. 
Let your power flow right now, Lord. Let your power flow. Yeah, you're sensing it on your body. That's the power of God. Begin to do what you are not able to do even now. Begin to move your body and do the things you are not able to do today. But God is healing men already. Be healed. Be healed. In Jesus' name. I give you praise, Lord. I give you praise. Now lift your hands and thank Him. Just thank Him. Say, Lord, I thank you for being so good to me. I thank you for your healing power and virtue. I thank you for your promise to heal and to deliver me. And keep me healthy for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Lord, we pray for all those who are sick. That we know, people we know. Bless them and heal them. Let this be their day too. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Now let me pray for your finances too. Under the anointing. When, when there's such a sweet anointing, God always moves quickly. Lord, bless them financially. Take the burden of finance out of their hearts. Minister your wonderful grace. Bless them, Lord, with great blessings. Bless them with great finances. Protect their futures. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. It's time to sow now. It's time to give to the Lord's work. It's His command. He promised to bless us. It's only an act of faith. He promised to bless us when we obey Him. You can give right now on the platform you're, you're watching me on. Or you can go to our website, benin.org. Or you can simply text BHM 45777. Thank you for being with me today. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy today. I'm going to continue teaching tomorrow on healing and praying for you again and for the sick again that God will heal everyone. So this is our healing week. Much love and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.